Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of The Teacher's Tea. I am your host, Trent Soto, and joining me in the studio today are a couple of my guest speakers. Hi, I'm Asia. Marlena. Molly. Eliana. Lucy. And today we will be um, talking about observations that we made at the science fair at Eshelman Elementary. So would anybody like to describe what we brought to the science fair? We brought various things to Eshelman Elementary with us. Um, some of the things we brought were a tub full of dirt and cell phones. And we wanted to see what the kids thought was dirty and what wasn't dirty. So that way we could complete our project. So we are trying to demonstrate the kinds of environments that germs live in by using glow lotion that glowed under a UV light to kind of show where germs might be, how many germs you might have on your hand. Um, so that was kind of the hands-on portion of our experiment was to be able to show the kids that there are germs and there are ways to get rid of them and clean your hands and stay healthy. So with the bins of dirt and cell phones, we had the kids put their hands in to experiment for themselves how dirty those kinds of environments can be, and that's when we use the glow lotion to show the germs that might show up on their hands after touching something that's dirty. So basing our research off of that question, we came across an article that is titled Varying Opportunities to Respond to Improve Behavior of Elementary Students with Developmental Disabilities. And this article is actually from February of 2019, so the data is very recent. It's written by um, Bolt, Hansen, Calderella, Young, Williams, and Wills. And this article basically goes into detail about how more um, engaging content leads to less behavioral disruptions, especially when it's implemented in small group special education setting. So if we just want to open this up to a discussion, um, why do we think that that happens and how does this article specifically, specifically correlate to what we did at Eshelman? So I think that the more time kids spend engaged on hands-on activities, the less time they spend focused on distractions that may arise throughout the lesson. So the more engaging the activity that you're doing is, the more time they'll spend focused on that activity and absorbing the material instead of things happening around them. I think that it definitely correlates to what we did, especially because we had six groups of about eight kids in each group. And that really helped, and we had them standing the whole time. They weren't sitting while we were doing our lesson. So then they could really like look over the table and see what exactly we were doing and see their friends sticking their hands into the dirt or into the cell phones and then looking at their hands later and seeing, wow, like these are really germy. And then being able to physically touch things and wipe them off really helped. Going along with that, I think that the group size of the students also made a significant impact because if you have larger groups, there's more opportunities for kids to get distracted and not hear what you're saying. So the fact that we did have smaller groups when we were doing our science experiment with them allowed for more teacher to student ratio to be smaller and allowed for them to give us more attention and vice versa. Yeah, I think because we have six teachers, so we definitely were able to spread ourselves around the table. And I think also, like, by having the science project we had, we had them have checked their hands about, like, three times. So they were all so excited to do that, and they all wanted to, like, put their hands in. So I think that that, like, helped with the size of the group. Yeah, because we were almost at a one-to-one -one ratio, and I think we were with at least one of the groups. Um, but I think that's what this article really gets at is that this does benefit all students, but the most success that they see with this is in that small group special education setting because there isn't that room to hide and get distracted. 
And then part of that, at the end, one of the teachers said that they have some behavioral problems with some of the children, and they said that it was very engaging for the children. They didn't see the behavioral problems, and the kids actually came up to them later and said how much they enjoyed the activities. And I think going along with that is also a testament to the research that we found because it proves that what they're saying is actually being put into practice and notice that these distractions aren't really happening as much, especially with the small ratios and in the high engagement levels that were present. So does anybody have anything else to add to that specific article? No? All right. Moving along, um, another article that I found that I thought was super interesting um, was about how UV light helps children see how germs spread. And actually, this wasn't an article. This is a periodical, so I'm sorry. Um, but it basically is explaining what the activity that we did, except this was done in an elementary school, Treeline Elementary, and it was done in Fort Myers, Florida. And it just talked about how effective this, um, this specific um, activity was because children were more effective at washing their hands afterwards and were more conscious of their germs. And I just think it's interesting because I, I personally would like to go back to the school and see if these kids actually feel that way and are more conscious about it. A lot of times when teachers are teaching a lesson, we really want to address the big why question that children have. And one of those why questions that children are constantly bringing up is like, well, why do I have to wash my hands? Or why do I have to brush my teeth? And why do I have to take a shower? So for them to be able to physically see like why they have to wash their hands to rub the germs off, it's really like an influence for them to think to themselves next time that they go and wash their hands, oh, well, I saw the germs that were on my hands, so I need to be more mindful of that. And then their hand washing abilities or say toothbrushing or anything like that will definitely improve even that like even as a child i remember doing kind of one of those science fans with this exact experiment that we did at eshelman and to this day 15 years later i can still remember seeing the germs in my hands and even when i wash my hands i think about it so i think our personal experience and that also will rub off on the children and I think the funny part about that, too, is, like, we remember that, but we also, when we were doing this activity, had teachers and, like, grown adults coming over to see the germs on their hands, and then they were getting freaked out about how dirty their cell phones were. And I think it was just an engaging activity, not only for kids, but mostly for everybody. Germs are a universal topic, and people are skeeved out by them, generally. Um, so I just think it was very interesting to see that children who were in first grade and seven and eight years old... Um, we're still as engaged as an adult who is anywhere from 20 to 70. Does anybody have anything to add to that? Thank you pretty much hit the nail on the head. <laughs> Thank you, Eliana. Um, so I think just reflecting it, there are a couple things that we could have done better. Um, we had one student hit another one in the head during our dance break. Probably my fault for creating such an intense dance, but I don't regret <laughs> it. Um, but the other thing I think that I wish we would have had is more time. Um, I found another article that was comparing hand washing to hand sanitizers and a school that did an experiment with their students and seed, seed, saw which students <laughs> called out sick more often depending on if they were restricted to hand sanitizer or washing their hands. And this article did not find any substantial difference. But I was just wondering if we could put this on the table for discussion, like what we think would have happened if we put this in front of the students as well? Well, one thing that we did for them to wash their hands was we gave them wipes. And I think that, like, with the engaging part of that, we kind of made it, like, a fun game. So, like, whoever could get the most amount of germs off, like, and see under the black light, and then also, like, the whole slam dunk thing that Trent did was really cool. So I think, like, 
going back to the engaging them and like making them want to wash their hands, I think that definitely helped with that and teachers seeing that their hands were dirty too could make their class more engaging with washing their hands. I also think using hand sanitizer instead of having the kids wash their hands um, added a little time element because it cut off of, I mean, you need to sing happy birthday, what, twice to wash your hands. So it cut off some time there and also took out some room for human error because not everyone washes their hands for the two happy birthdays. So by using hand sanitizer that's supposed to be proven to be more effective, it's kind of like a, a double benefit there. We got to use it for two for the price of one, so... All right, well, I think that's all we have to talk about. Does anybody want to bring up anything else reflecting on what we've done? No. No? No. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so, once again, this is Trent Soto on the Teacher's Tea. Um, thank you for listening in, and I will be here next segment. Have a great night, Powers and Balkanoff.